0: Hey, oil Country, this is Taylor Hall. This is Connor McDavid.
1: Double team got it back. Score! What a beautiful move! And welcome back,
0: Connor! This is Ryan Nijon Hopkins. I'm Leon Dreisel. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers.
1: McDavid feeds Eberle for the hat trick. He's got it!
0: This. This is Oil Country.
1: Willow Myers. what a save by Cam Talbot. He
2: got him with the left
0: hand. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer,
2: brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment.
0: Service is their business. Now Bob Stauffer on the a- official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. Six thirty, Ched.
3: To open up today's show, welcome everybody. This is uh, Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer joining you from Columbus, Ohio. Third day, third city. The Oilers coming off three consecutive victories, and we have a jam packed edition of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money. Provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Coming up on today's show, a recap of last night's Oilers victory on uh, third consecutive win in Philadelphia, 4 nothing against the Flyers. Uh, we will hear a, a bit of a preview of tonight's game with Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. There will be some changes to the Oilers lineup, including Laurent Bressois starting. Uh, Matt Hendricks blocked a couple shots. Uh, they may find a way to get Packer Renan in to the lineup. I know that... Uh, you know, Henrik, she's going to try to will himself to victory. He's in the Jason Smith School. He's got the pain threshold of a cadaver, uh, and uh, you have to question whether or not Adam Clendenny might see himself get sat for a game, too. He had a tough night last night in Philly. The Philly has played very well, so we'll wait and see. Uh, I'm just guessing here because Todd McClellan was a little bit evasive in terms of the potential moves, but definitely we're going to see Laurent Bassois tonight in Columbus, second of a back-to-back. So we'll have a, a recap of last night, a preview of tonight's game. We'll hit around the NHL, from the National. Um, for the folks at Kenwood Ford, uh, hit on the various different other levels of hockey. There's lots going on right now in Edmonton and with Edmonton-based teams and teams that are part of the uh, Oilers Entertainment Group family. Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network at 12.35 today. Aaron Portsline from the Columbus Dispatch. And trust me, when I say this, uh, we are going to have a moment with Aaron where you're going to go, hmm, That is interesting. I'm just going to tease a bit, but uh, we've not done the interview yet, but I'm going to take Aaron down a path based upon some information we've received on the potential desires long-term in Columbus. And all I'm going to say is remember that Yarmo Kalanen is finished. Okay, that's your little tease for right now. Hometown hockey will be taking place in St. Albert, and uh, we will have uh, uh, Rahm McLean. In conversation, I'm sure it's a real thrill for uh, Brendan Ulrich. Uh, Brendan's going to guide you home in the final half hour of the show today as I get ready to head down to the rink. And were you stoked uh, getting a chance to interview one of the true uh, legends of the broadcast business? Oh, absolutely, Bob. And, uh, you know, I had a chance to talk to him in the summer as well. So you remembered who I was, so uh, that's, a, that's a big bonus as well. But it's always good to talk to Ron, so many stories. And uh, you just ask him one question, and he takes you down a very interesting path every time. So it's an easy interview and it's uh, entertaining as well. Yeah, no question about that. So, uh, Todd McClellan, and uh, we'll get to some of the players and participants in today's game as well in the final half hour of the show. You can email us at OilersNow at 630 chadcom It's presented by Holmes by Abby. You can text us at 630, 630. We are on Twitter at OilersNow. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. And for podcasts of the show, go to 630Ched.com slash podcast. A reminder Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, we'll be back in Edmonton for a matchup against the San Jose Sharks. Stoffer Inspector, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta HRA. This province was built on the back of a horse. Oilers coming over, and they've added a couple bigger bodies up front. I think it's clearly made a difference. And, again, you can text us on this at 630-630. But Patrick Maroon played last night, started the night on the third line, got moved up to the second, scored a goal in his Oilers debut. And uh, Edmonton shutting out the Philadelphia Flyers 4-0. There was a sequence in the game. Where both Claude Giroux and Brayden Shen were knocked to the ice in a little melee, uh, the Oilers have got some more size in their lineup, and of course they got the sheer individual brilliance of a guy named Connor McDavid doing all this without having three fifths of their first unit power play that closed the year last year. Think about it: Clefbaum on defense, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who has 15 career points in 10 games against Carolina or against uh, Columbus, and also Benoit Pouliot, who's been a useful player uh, for the Oilers over the last couple seasons. But nonetheless. Uh, Edmonton winning in Philly last night, 4 nothing their third straight win. Jack Michaels with the call.
1: A raffle gets it indeed. The Oilers immediately reverse, and it's Everly. McDavid has a step. He hits for the net and shoots a save, rebound, Yakupov punches it home, 1-0 Edmonton, Yakupov just his second goal in 17 games, created by the dynamic speed and aggressive drive to the hole from Connor McDavid, 1-0 Oilers, Yakupov from McDavid at 11-20. Here's Gagne down the middle, heading for the net, wrist shot, save, rebound, and somehow kept out by... Camp Talbot. A lunging stop with the left glove and the Flyers fail to tie it. Simmons shoots and that was deflected high and wide. Rebound Maroon. Battles for puck control and it's swung free by Spear. Back to the point. Had it taken off his stick and here comes Taylor Hall. It's a breakaway for Hall. A wrist shot. Score! 2-0 Edmonton. Hall crashes in face first but he's able to extend the lead to two for the Edmonton Oilers. His 21st of the year time 14 22 flyers look to clear and now wide open high slot a drive and a save rebound off the pipe rebound score patrick maroon in his first game as an oiler has just made it three nothing against the team that drafted him edmonton three philadelphia zip Stride who walks it in top of the right circle seven straight 40 point years but he turns it over and Letestu was able to bump it up the left-hand side. Less than eight to play. Now Letestu a steal. One-timer score. Laurie Karpakoski has broken a 32-game drought. And a shorthanded goal will seal the deal for the Edmonton Oilers four nothing. Flyers regrouping back in their own zone. And Edmonton's going to shut out the Philadelphia Flyers. Center ice, two seconds to go. Cam Talbot, his second shutout of the year. and. The Oilers' first whitewash on the road since December 27, 2013.
3: All right, that's uh, Jack Michaels with the call. The Oilers get the victory four nothing. Todd McClellan had this to say on the Oilers playing a scrappy game in the win last night.
2: Well, we've we've learned by trial and error that the cute, uh, fancy homestand that we tried to play wasn't going to do it. And um, you know, we're we're a proud group, so we took upon ourselves to be a, a scrappy, um, relentless, tenacious type team. And, and we're not always that yet. Um, I thought in the second period it got away from us. We wanted to be a little bit cute again. Uh, but we're proving that doesn't work for this team. So um, good penalty kill, lots of shot blocking, a lot of sacrifice. Uh, that all falls into that uh, that team first scrappy mentality uh, tonight. And
3: and one of the reasons why the Oilers are more capable of playing that game, they've added some size here, obviously taking a, a bit of a risk on uh, Zach Cassian, albeit I think a marginal one, given that the player they gave up, Ben Scribbins, did not factor long-term in the Oilers' plans. Uh, and then the recent additions via waivers of Adam Party and Adam Cracknell, and uh, Patrick Maroon was quite impressive last night. Here's Todd McClellan on what that trio brings to the lineup.
2: Well, they're they're big, big strong, heavy bodies that can hold on to pucks and – and, uh, you know, when, when the scrums occur in the corners, they're in the middle of it and they're protecting pucks there, they go to the net, um, they help the overall team mentality and, and the ability to adopt that. So uh, they've been good additions so far and we hope that uh, they'll continue to grow with our team and, and with that team attitude.
3: Uh, one of the things that helped the Oilers, they got off to a great start early. Uh, the line of uh, Yakupov, McDavid, and Everly had three really good shifts in the first period. Here's Todd McClellan on McDavid flying early in the game.
2: Yeah, he was, and you know, we double, triple shifted him a little bit because he was going real well. And you know, unfortunately for some of those um, higher end skill players on our team, they uh, they were taken out of the game when when we took the 14 minutes in penalties and probably 15 minutes because they had six on five for about a minute. So a quarter of the night we spent penalty killing. And uh, If you weren't a penalty killer, it was a real tough night to get the engine going uh, uh, after sitting there for uh, for long periods.
3: Todd McClellan, the Oilers' head coach. Now Patrick Maroon joined the team, uh, flew in, joined them in Buffalo, watched the game, and then played last night, scored a goal. Now there were a couple shifts where... It's a different Oilers team having Cassie and Zach Cassie and Patrick Maroon in the lineup. Here's Maroon on scoring and uh, how he felt in his debut.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I haven't scored in a while, so that always feels good to get the monkey off your back. Um, like I said, I was just trying to come in here and play my game and play physical, protect pucks, take pucks to the net, and go to the net. And, you know, that's. That's my job, and you know, protect my teammates. You know, I got the physical, and I'll protect my teammates too. And so, I think that being said, it got to be big and strong. And you know, we got a young team in here with a lot of skill. And I think with me, Cassian, and Hendy, and uh, Pards, there, I think it protect the guys and make them play a little more and play harder. And, you know, it's, it's good.
3: Well, it's funny because I know that uh, I got. Uh... The several guys mentioning, can't believe the irony of the Flyers fans complaining about being bullied by the Edmonton Oilers a bit last night. Uh, I don't think Edmonton's done in terms of adding some more size to complement the skill. I mean, the toughest thing that gets the skill, the Oilers, uh, <laughs> we may look back at all the frustration, specifically over about a two-year span coming out of Kruger, and the fans irate and this and that, and Edmonton got really lucky. And I've always said, and I'll always keep saying, they got really lucky. Because when you get Connor McDavid, it all seems worth it. But uh, Peter Shirelli's come in, and he didn't stand pat. He added size uh, to the order's top nine with the, the pickups of both Cassian and Maroon. Early returns are good. Here's Taylor Hall on adding size to complain in the top nine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it takes the, uh, the stress off a guy like Leon. Um, he's been playing against big bodies all year, so uh if we have more guys in the lineup that can you know carry pucks down low uh take guys on -on one-on-one below the goal line makes it a lot easier on some guys and uh like i said it's a fun brand of hockey for us
3: and Hall added this on it being a good team win for you it
0: was a really
3: gritty effort for
0: our team and uh you know it's the way we've been playing lately we uh you know we we're not playing um, the usual east west game. I think we're playing with a lot more grit and it's uh it's a fun you know, a fun brand of hockey.
3: That's uh Taylor Hall. Of course the order's got thirty five saves last night from Cam Talbot. His numbers are off the charts over the last five starts. Again, it will be uh, Laurent Brassois tonight. Here's Taylor Hall on the play of Talbot.
0: Yeah, you can see improvement just from game one till game now. Uh, you know, game 66 here, it's, uh, it's, it's great. Um, he works so hard in practice, and he's a real calming influence for us in the room. Uh, so it's great to see, um, you know, last two weeks or so he's really elevated his play, and he's a big reason why we're able to, uh, you know, to hold teams to one or two goals a night.
3: That's the Edmonton Oilers' Tanner Hall, who uh, careened in a goal. That was a brave play he made on that breakaway, and uh, ended up scoring to make it 2-0, and then the Oilers got the separation they needed and Talbot and the penalty killing to the rest. Edmonton's going to need to play better tonight. Uh, when we come back on Oilers now, we'll preview tonight's game with Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, and I'll also set the lines. Uh, I'm in Columbus with the Edmonton Oilers, and this is Oilers Now. This
2: is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer
3: on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 12:21 in Edmonton. I want to tell you minor hockey season is almost over, but there's still time to salute your ring's home ice hero. Watch a video of the latest winner and nominate your own hero at ATB backslash. That's atb com, ATB.com backslash home ice. And it's the best pizza in the city, Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 45-plus years for Royal Pizza, multiple locations, including a new one out in Ellerslie. Stop for recommendation, Mediterranean Chicken at royalpizza.ca. The Oilers and the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight, and we open our uh, conversation with Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, uh, discussing whether or not we'll see any changes to the lineup.
2: We're looking to make a a couple changes for a few reasons. Health, Uh, a couple guys are banged up, and also to get some fresh legs. This is our 7th and 11, I think, with a lot of travel, and uh, a number of our players were taxed last night. Players that normally aren't playing uh, 18, 19 minutes, we're we're playing that many uh, due to the penalty kills. So uh, we'll get some some new players in uh, if we can, and... um, We'll see what we have as far as energy level goes because that'll be important against a, uh, a heavy, hard team here in Columbus.
3: Cam Talbot's been stellar of late. Uh, he does have a history of being good
2: on back-to-backs, but is this an opportunity uh, for you to get Laurent in? It is, and, and he will. Um, LB came here and, and to develop and to play, and we're in that situation right now with our record where he, uh, he needs that opportunity. We have a lot of confidence in him based on the, the game that he played earlier in the year, and um, I'd like to think that our group will rally around him and and give him everything they have.
3: Just when you think there's not much more Brandon Davidson can do to continue to show what he can do, he has another night like last night, uh, 25 minutes. I mean, does he continue to surprise you, or are you kind of getting used to watching this progression
2: and maturation take place? I think we're kind of getting used to it. Um, You know, the surprise part was earlier in the year, and now he is – He's lived up to his own standards, which is the most important thing as a player. Um, He understands what his limitations are on the ice, and each day he pushes those a little bit further and takes a little bit more on, and he's uh, establishing boundaries and standards for himself as a player, and and now he's got to live up to them, and that's a powerful thing. Um, Have your own uh, self-evaluation and your own standards, and uh, we're happy for him, and he's a big part of our, our group.
3: Uh, did you short-sample size, but does Maroon give you a different complexion, a different look, and maybe a different confidence level as a coach? Especially, like, this is a big team you're playing tonight. they got some big wingers as well. Well,
2: yeah, and it, it's not a one-night player. It's a, a long-term player. He's got a few years left on his contract. We're well aware of uh, his size, his strength, his ability to hold on to pucks down low and, and to go to the paint, and uh, we saw that last night from him. So uh, it's something that we've been lacking and uh, something we sorely need. So, uh, with the additions of him and Cassian, and even Party being a, a big body on the back end, uh, it gives you a little more size and uh, a little more meatiness to your lineup. And um, he was effective last night. We hope he can continue that on. Uh, this team's going pretty good right now. They got some uh, guys that can score some goals. Just your thoughts on the challenges that Columbus provides. Well, four twenty goal scorers. There's not a lot of teams in the in the National League that can boast that right now. And, so, 420 goal scorers. Uh, they play a, a hard straight line game here at home. Um, their young goaltender has been uh, been very good. Perhaps his weakest game was against us coming out of the uh, the All Star break. But um, you know they are uh, they're a team that's trying to to grow their identity a little bit and and try and uh, prepare for the future. And I think uh, Torts has done a real good job of of guiding them in the right direction.
1: You Talbot, I mean. He- <coughs> Is this uh, early in the year when he had a bad stretch, were you thinking to yourself, okay, he's going to come out of it, or were you not so sure because he hadn't been a starter before?
2: No, we we believed in him. Um, you know, and his bad stretches, if if we want to call it that, weren't, um, you know, games on end. They were small segments within a game. They were, uh, you know, some of it was situational, and, and Dustin Schwartz and, and Cam have worked on that extremely well, and we haven't seen those errors again, so... Um, He does nothing but uh, exude confidence uh, when he's in the net, and uh, our guys feel good every minute he's in there. Um, He's, I believe, developed a a leadership role amongst his teammates, um, and he's very trustworthy. So there's a lot of real good qualities for Cam, and even when it's not going real good for him, uh, he brings those other attributes to the team, and um, we're happy for that.
3: All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. The Oilers opponent today, the Columbus Blue Jackets, of interest. They have 12 forwards signed, five defense, and two goaltenders for next season at $66.3 million. Why is that important? Because Seth Jones is a restricted free agent, and he is going to want to get paid. A lot of money tied up on the wings. Brandon Saad, Nick Foligno, they got Clarkson, and they got Hartnell. All four of those wingers making north of $4.7 million. Saad signing a six-year deal at $6 million per. The uh, Blue Jackets have won five of their last ten. They're 5-2-3 and three in their last ten. Up front, they're going to go with Dubinsky with uh, Boone Jenner, who's on a bridge deal, along with Cam Atkinson, Alex Wenberg with Nick Foligno, and Scott Hartnell. Hartnell, eight goals, 18 points, 31 career games against the Oilers. They're going to be looking more from... Uh, the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets third-line center. And that's William Carlson. He might play a bit on the power play tonight with Matt Calvert and Brandon Sod on the third line. The Blue Jackets with 420 goal scores in their lineup. Fourth line's been an unmitigated disaster uh, for them. Gregory Campbell minus 11 on the year and only 46% in the face-off circle with Rennie Bork and David Clarkson who uh, got dumped as part of that Horton deal to Columbus by the Maple Leafs. Ryan Murray and Seth Jones paired together because Jack Johnson's out of the lineup for Columbus. Cody Goluboff and uh, David Savard. Savard did not play in Edmonton, just signed a Five-year contract extension, four point two five million. Feder Tootin two assists in fifty-two games this year, and Tootin's being paid four point five million. With uh, hard-nosed defenseman Dalton Pro, who attended a couple of Oilers camps, and it'll be Salo in goal for Columbus. Uh, that's Jonas Corpusallo. Last seventeen starts, he's eleven-three and three with a 2.2 goals against average and a .931 save percentage. Todd McClellan mentioning there could be a couple changes. I wonder whether or not we're looking at uh, uh, finding a way to get Paccarin in in the lineup. Uh, Maybe for Hendricks if he can't go, or possibly for Cracknell. Otherwise, racing through the lines. dry settle with Hall and Maroon. Hall, 13 points, 11 career games against Columbus. McDavid with Yakupov and Everly. Latestu Cassian, and Korpakoski. And uh, and then the fourth line with Landert Center and Hendricks. And let's say it'll be Pacorin or Cracknell. On defense, Sekiro with Fain party with Davidson. Davidson, nine of the last 11 games, 22-plus minutes. Darnell Nurse with one of uh, Clendenning or Nikitin, and it'll be Laurent Russo starting in goal. Twelve twenty-nine in Edmonton off to a 6.30, Chad News, weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll come back with our inside-the-game analyst from the Odors Radio Network, Rob Brown.